problems overnight. We have a very special guest tonight. <laughs> Here, say what up. What up? Uh, say it again. What up? Say it again. What up? There we go. There he is. There's Wyatt. Um, yeah, Wyatt's our guest tonight. He's a, he's a, a resident at Graceland, and he's been here. Shoot, he's one of the. He's been here for the longest, even maybe. What? I mean, I mean, I came in right when Shane, like thirty days before Shane. So yeah. So oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So what about? Yeah. So you, he's been here for long, the longest out of anyone, but he kind of had to go. Yeah. Take a little mental health break for a second. Um. Um, so wait, so Billy and Billy's here and he's like, you know, he's my sponsor. Yeah. Here, put the mic. Mm-hmm. We're on step four, but we haven't really jumped into it, but we never did. You know how you sit and embarrass yourself with your sponsor and like some public place on your knees and say the third step prayer. Yeah. We haven't done that. Mm. I'm going to make it super embarrassing though. We're going to do it in front of Starbucks or something. I'm down. <laughs> Here, put the mic closer yeah. to your... I'm down. There. Yeah, and you can even, like, turn it. No, like, you can, like, face it. Yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you're fucked up? What's wrong? I have this one client who's almost a third of my income. Mm. He's got an office building in Beverly Hills right in that shopping center area, and he has a house in Malibu. I guess it doesn't matter where they are, but he hasn't paid me in three months. Mm-hmm. And so I can't pay rent or child support next month, which is, what, a week away? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, me and Chaco are going to share dog food, and I'm going to live in my van. No, I'm just kidding. That's my alternative to everything. Yeah. It'll work out. I saved a little bit of money, so I'm going to have to tap into that. And then I just have this other client who's just blowballing me and people are like oh it's a plant they don't realize you know you got to go get the plant it takes half a day you got to buy it you come in you fix it up you put it together like anything it's like you know they just want things for less money mm-hmm. and that's not me yeah you got to keep some money saved so it's only a matter of like 50 dollars that i'm fighting over but i will fucking fight to the death for that 50 bucks because that shit's contagious and if i start letting people lowball me it's gonna like infect other areas and fuck that shit yeah so that's my experience and people who have money will pay if they want something nice right yeah or if they like you even they'll be like hey i like this guy so i'm gonna pay him But this guy, I don't know, he gets away with it because he's, um, circumstantially, he's in a building that takes me just as long as it does to do his office, but it's in the same building. I make twice as much for doing the building as I do in his office. But since he's just there anyway, I just do it. You know what I mean? Because it's a little bit of money. Point being is, uh, I'm just a little bit worried about finances because... If I can't pay the rent, well, then Martha's not going to be real happy. And if I can't pay the child support, which I haven't done this month, baby mama's not going to be real happy. And I'm not real happy because I want to provide for my kid. Right. Well, have you had a discussion with them? Oh, yeah. I'm pressing them, but something's going on with them. So I don't think they have the money or, I, you know, the plant guy's the last guy that's going to get paid, right? They have two of those World War II Mercedes, you know, those things, brand new. 
you, you know, he has a house on Malibu and a building in Beverly Hills. I mean, he could probably, but I'm probably last priority, right? I mean, you know, it sounds like he, someone just owes you money, which is like the story of like every business owner. Right. It's yeah. like there's always an unpaid invoices and we have to have like money to f- to float us until those get paid. So you just yeah. got to s- try to save. And I do. I have some money. So thank God I'm in a good position. I'm just irritated. My ears irritating me a little bit. Mm. <sighs> but most part, I'm, I'm a lot better. Yeah. Have you noticed the weather's gotten better and the days are getting longer? Yeah. And I went for a run today with the dog, and that helps. And I made some friends with some old folks in my neighborhood, which has been nice. I'm can, always pressing, though. You can pull it towards you also. Yeah, like what that, about you, arm, that arm can kind of go wherever. Yeah, what about you, Wyatt? You wanted to come on to the podcast. I'm just curious if you had something in particular to say or you just wanted to come on. I just wanted to come on. I don't get a chance to talk to Pat that much. Mm. I like talking with you. Um yeah, today was a good day. Just um, did IOP, which I'm really tired of. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sat in the garage and did that and took a nap and made some music. And, um, yeah, now I'm here doing this. What's this book you brought in? Uh, it's like a devotional that I've been doing. It's called Into the Hills. I recognize that name. What's it, Billy Graham? Is yeah. that what? He's like a big Christian icon or something, isn't he? Yeah, I don't really know too much about him either. The book just kind of showed up here, and I was like into the hills and started doing it. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Into the hills. Or in the hills. Huh. Uh, yeah, but that that's not going to work, though, because it's blocking the mic now. What is? Um, that's how you wanted it. Yeah, but then we but then once I flipped it, I discovered that that was like in the way. Like you can't do this because this is like in the way. Um, okay. Okay, I guess that I guess that plays. Just leave it and and we'll figure the rest out next time. We'll figure out if that's better than this. Okay. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, John. Um. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I I was uh these guys are helping out set up the pod. They're learning about like audio and like. Um, are you paying them? Well, Caleb gets. You know. What about John? Or is he just like interning? John's and still John's still learning, but um, this could be a way for him to like offset his rent. I mean, I want to try to pay everyone, but like, they are like all learning. What about Ashley? Yeah, I mean, it offsets their rent, right? So they're they're probably getting paid more than they're worth just because we want them to stay in the house and uh, learn this type of stuff. And um, Just curious. If they're just learning and interning or if they're getting paid, that's just a question. I mean, it's a definitely if a nice they, skill. If they live here, it's, yeah, they, it usually goes well, usually towards when some, their rent. When someone starts, they're not even worth the money. They're more of a pain in the ass than they are a, an asset, right, <laughs> for a while. So I mean, it's like, 
No, I just in any job. No, it's 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 because then I have to work harder to train them and do the job, right? Exactly. And then they make mistakes, and you got to clean them up, and blah 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 blah. That's what we're dealing with. So we're we're trying to like curate good people that know what's up, that understand, that can help, and this is almost just like practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't really need to be doing the podcast. They don't really need to be, but it's all good for everyone to learn. You know, mm-hmm. we do need to do the podcast because, like I said, we're going to solve the world's problems, and we're going to do it quickly. quickly. That's why we brought Wyatt on here because you know he's going to lay down the knowledge. It's going to save the world. Well, I think it starts with the individual. It's it has to start from within. Yeah, just like that song you were playing on there. It's like the the discarded youth or something or children. And I'm thinking, well, if their parents didn't discard them, it wouldn't be a fucking problem, dude. That's what I'm trying to say, bro. This song and is even like, if you have money or you don't have money, you can still love your kids and and not neglect them. I guess if you have to work three jobs and shit, then I guess yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So, but even if you work one job with a high income, it demands all your time. So, yeah. Aren't you thinking about getting having kids, Pat? Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, so the song that so he's you're talking trying, about, so you're like you're actively like, well, let's do this more without contraceptive and see if it sticks, kind of thing. Huh? Yeah. So 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 uh, the song that Billy's referring to is this No Effects song called "Eat the Meek," and um, these lyrics are, you know, there's, you know, there's gonna be pedigree. One own the air, one pay to breathe. breathe. Alright, hold on. And then what does it say before that? There's because there's always gonna be token truth. Forgotten code. Discarded youth. So what is a token truth? See, this is what's so cool about these token. lyrics. What do they mean about token? Is that um I think like for and like forgotten code, like that yeah, I mean resonates. Um so what is token you uh token truth? Token truth. So a token is something you pay for and you Token truth, the judgment of the dead. Then I saw a great white throne. Token truth, digging up secrets. Uh, what is... Maybe token truth is ultimate truth? Or it's a false truth. I don't know. What is token truth? I mean, we kind of know what truth is, so what is token? What is a token? I guess I could get my Google going here too. I don't know. <laughs> like a reoccurring truth kind of? Maybe. Yeah, but I feel like it's it's like it's like not real. Oh, like a false truth? Like like an easy like bullshit like Yeah, yeah. like a token you yeah, that get a ride. Yeah, that seems right. Token. Uh, 
something serving to represent or indicate fact. Hmm. So like it's representing um That's weird. It's like I can't find the definition of token truth. Well, I see token. It says my eyes are not working so well. A thing serving as a visible or tangible representation of a fact, quality, feeling, etc. I want to offer you a small token of my appreciation. So it's just serving as a representative of truth. But it's not. So really it's a false truth. truth it's right? like I think is what he's getting at. I'm trying to think of an example like um freedom of speech. It's not really Yeah, free. it's not real. And, and and forgotten code. Like that's a forgotten code. And then discarded you. What's pedigree? It's like you know having dog. It's like pedigree, like uh, you good, like yeah. higher quality. Yeah, you give it a haircut and you take care of it. One own the air, one pay to breathe. What made you think of this song for me, or just well, no, I, <laughs> uh, pedigree. The record or descent of an animal showing it to be pure. Yeah. The recorded ancestry, upper class. Hmm. Yeah. It just makes you think of like all the presidents till recently are a wasp. Right? No, no, no. But hold on. It's upper class. So there's always going to be like upper class. Mm-hmm. One owns the air. One pays to breathe. Mm. Ah, That's what they're trying it, to say. It's, 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 you know, the song's called Eat the Meek. Yeah. yeah, that freaked me out when you were playing it because, you know, with my psychosis, <laughs> yeah. it's like I thought you meant literally eat the, eat the people, you know? No, it, it means like, uh, you know, like regardless of what you want to say, like we came and we took the land from the Indians. That's what we did. That's because we could because we had more power than them. We had guns and more people and we just fucking crushed them because we wanted their land. And it's like, that's just, but really luck was on our side. If you want to call it that, because we, we decimated them 90% probably with disease because we may not have been successful Mm, if they were in full, if they weren't, they literally killed off like 90% of them by the time we were coming in and, they were decimated already. But that's the same story as for like all cultures. And it's been happening. They get replaced yeah, by Yeah, another one takes over too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. God it's kind damn of what's it. happening now, I mean, with the high up class, you know? That's like, what's happening right now. Like what do you mean? Like Elon Musk and you know, um Elon Musk and um Bezos and all those people at Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to space. Well, you know what's happening now is like the tech, the big tech's taken over. Yeah, for sure. Because they're controlling speech and all. Um, pretty much, if you're controlling speech and you're in, well, this whole thing with social media and the, and the internet is like we don't even know how it's going to affect. Like my kid is on it; she's been raised on it constantly, and it's influencing her. Yeah. So how I wonder. But um, so elaborate. So yeah, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are all very wealthy off of like modern technology. But how is that? 
you know, is that necessarily like a bad thing? I think it can be a bad thing if it's used in the wrong way, you know? Yeah, but it's not. Is it being used in the wrong way? Um, yeah, I would say so, you know? But it's also good, too. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like why I had such an interest coming here is you're doing social media to counteract that, mm-hmm. you know? It's almost yeah. like you're fighting the algorithm or using the algorithm to influence culture in a direct way when yeah you know yeah just to try to help people and and, and be honest and transparent yeah that's one thing that i kind of wanted to come on here for is i was so untruthful for such a long time that and i w- wanted to come on here and just try to be myself and be truthful about yeah. what i've done yeah do you mind speaking about everything or should we keep some things quiet I don't mind. Like the yeah. mental health aspect might yeah. be helpful to people. For sure. Yeah. So if you I want. I don't have anything. No. Yeah. Wyatt's like literally like one of our favorite people. I mean, he's been, I mean, you really been a pleasure to, um, to have in the house. We've, we love Wyatt. He's not, he doesn't have the entitlement that some of the other people have and the ego and selfishness and. He's not combative at all. No, he's not. So it's like everyone has different issues. Like I think for Wyatt, like it's important that we like just help him know that he's like loved and that he can learn to trust people and that we'll be here for him no matter what. And like also he needs to build self-esteem and um, find his purpose and find value in like existing around the house by being someone who like knows what's going on. And like he has feedback in groups that actually help people. And yep. that's got to feel good. It does feel good, but it also, I just get, like you said, I have to have the self-confidence. Yeah. I, I used alcohol and drugs the whole, my whole life to be this other character. I literally was another character. Even like I was going to put on my old glasses, the big one, you know? Oh yeah. And it's like, whenever I would get ready or go out, it was like a different person. Right. And now I'm just landing and it's like. I'm okay to just be me. Yeah, he came in with long hair and like big white Kurt Cobain glasses. Yeah. That was cool though. I mean, it's all good. That's just like a a, a costume or a uniform. We all have, co- you're, you're wearing a different costume now, hat and yeah. normal. It's a little bit more normal, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being eccentric. Look at Mikey. Yeah. And me and Woody, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just, growing into a different person in this house yeah sure so why don't you just tell us how you i mean i think the first thing that i I want him to talk about is like how he ended up here sure and then we can you can ask some questions which you might already know i probably know a lot of them already (laughs) well then well then like then you can just i think he should just go step by step through his psychosis thing because it's interesting and it could help some people, perhaps. Okay. And at least it's interesting because a lot of people don't experience what you do or did. And so it'd be a, a topic of interest, I think. Well, I first wanted to say how I met Pat. It's so interesting to me because I was deep diving on the on the internet about all this stuff like Pizzagate and all this craziness going on with COVID. And I was looking at all these conspiracy theory stuff. And trying to get sober at the same time, COVID hit, and a video popped up on my YouTube feed that was you in the car talking about 
how you didn't agree with the masks mm. and you were, you were just like a genuinely like not, um, about it. Wait, was you it didn't really know? Was it like, me and Tim? It might've been you and Tim. Wow. Cause you were driving. It was yeah. a, it was a short clip. And, and I think what we were talking about was like, like, Oh man, I feel like we were talking about something as it relates to you were like confused, you know. Yeah, we're yeah. like, "Wait, why are more why are No, this is what we were saying. We were saying I was basically pointing out why are we not seeing more people posting about this? That's what it was. Getting sick. Yeah. If everyone's sick and and so many people are dying, then why is nobody Posting about on social media. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe they were older though. people and they're it, not into the social media. It was on YouTube. Media. Like it was. Yeah. I wasn't even following you on Instagram. Or but anything. this is even That's, before the house opened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you were in Trader Joe's in another video that you posted. Oh yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this guy's awesome. Like, <laughs> oh, I was like, God. finally somebody's t- like just. Ch- I thought it was cool. So then I I followed you on Instagram. And I had one mutual friend named Richard Perkins, who's a photographer, and he is great photographer, but I guess he loved your band. And I was like, okay, this guy might be shady, but Richard's following him. So I started following you guys, and then you started the the Sermon on the Mount. And then I was going to my mom's house for two days trying to heal myself from all the partying, and I'd put that on on Monday because I was off on Mondays. Mm. And started ch- chatting in there and like just kept following you. And like we were talking about stuff like like that was resonating. Super, yeah. Yeah. And we were like. And there was no meetings. So there was no yeah. AA meetings for me to go to either. And it had been almost two years or a year and a half of me out there. And it was like kids, like, or not kids, but like people that you identify with, like just yeah, cool, like musician, artist type. Like, I guess we're not kids anymore, but, like, we're definitely, like, young at heart and on some, like, kind of punk rock shit, the way we talk about stuff. It's not like an old person's Well, meeting, even you know? if you take uh, Jonathan Shaw, I mean, he's older than me, but he's still, like, totally. interesting, right? Total, punk, total yeah. punk rock. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's too bad that we can't, that I can't really even talk about any of that stuff. What? You know. What stuff? Well, I mean, he's he's referencing videos that I was making before, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, like before people were getting, you know, content taken down. Yeah, exactly. It was that's why I liked it so much. I was like, wow. Oh, you mean now you can't make yeah, like, videos like, like that? Like oh, I don't even really want to talk about it on the podcast because we're not Joe Rogan. Yeah, I understand. I'm just trying to. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't really even realize that 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 those were the videos. I remember doing those videos, and I didn't realize I was just sort of commenting See, on what I thought because I'm I've always questioned authority and the government. I, I don't think that which I don't think I'm so open now that I'm even like willing to say that there's a chance that all this stuff could be a manipulation for the greater good that we don't see yet. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I want to be that open because for a long time in my life, I've always been like, oh, the government lies to us. Fuck them. But now I'm kind of like, you know what? Like, maybe like we need to be lied to a little bit. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I'm sort of, I've been seeing a different perspective of like how people react to the truth. And a lot of people, it, it, it becomes exhausting when yeah. you're on my end of things. Cause people, you almost, I understand why somebody would like filter their truth because like you're by not doing that, you're opening yourself up to like a lot of people. I was just thinking about that last night. Like, and, yeah, my, go ahead. my mission statement as, as, as far as it relates to like truth and, and full transparency, it's like, it's really costed me a lot because well, people don't like me. Well, here's what it comes down to is I would say most people are not open-minded and rational, right? So you can't have a conversation about a lot of things because they're, oh, you know, and they're, right. they're not open to alternatives and, and at least discussing alternatives, right? Like, uh, you know, there's many facets to, you could take any topic and and they want to believe they're good people, but in the right circumstances, all I'm saying is like that's what's frustrating to me about this, and that's why I think the social media is a problem because human nature is kind of fucked but, up. But but the bigger you get, the more supporters you get, and the quieter. I don't know. It's just like I'm at a yeah. I, I just I'm at a point. But now. In, in a way, it's upsetting to me because I know Pat. And I thought Pat was, you know, I respected transparency and truth. Yeah, same. And and you and me uh, were willing to put your balls on the block and get them chopped off, but not so much anymore because the cost is too high. Um, no, I I, I still am willing. Um, well, you got you got you're definitely like taming it and thinking about it, and maybe yeah. the battles that are worth fighting you'll go for. Maybe it's, not though, right? It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. I never thought. Yeah, I thought that you would be going harder when I got here, like in that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what do you mean? Like I don't know. I just, uh, I think I think you were going to go harder with like punk, like and opening up things and you know you do do that but i still don't know what you mean i don't know like I don't, I like don't just being more transparent and more I questioning mean, here's the thing about that like it's tricky i, I think what Wyatt's talking about is like like there i have a lot of opinions and like i i, I a part of me wants to like expose some shit like about like this industry and like, but I don't want to like attack people. I don't want to like be like, I don't want to talk shit about anyone else and I don't want to attack anyone else. No, I only want to speak about like my process and, and the truth about what's going on here. Like the 12 steps teach. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I learned a lot from that too. Yeah. So like, I think when you got here, you thought I was going to be a little bit more crazy and like a little bit more like willing to like offend and like upset, um, which is kind of like how I was 
in those videos right before i had so much at stake right but now that there's like people's lives sort of like i don't want to say in my hands but like indirectly being affected in a major way by this house i'm more like protective of you know being like open to like attack you know and if i'm just out here fucking shitting on like all these like treatment centers that just cater to like everyone's needs and they all they care about is money and like the revolving door that is like treatment and like all that stuff yeah but you those can are still all talk about that you just have to be more can't more i mean those should be talked about Right, because not all parents really realize that when they bring their loved ones to a place, they don't, they don't know that it's a f- industry that's not looking out for the person's well-being. Um, I actually made one today. Um, and it's sort of interesting, right, being on the other end of the uh, spectrum. Like, there really is a lot to lose at some point. Mm-hmm. And it is scary. But, you know, I've been reading this book. It's pretty amazing. And these masters, these spirits between death, I'm not going to tell you all of it, but the masters, the spirits between death, said losing fear is your greatest weapon. Mm-hmm. That's and, something I'm struggling with. Yeah, that's you know? everything, dude. And, and you have fears that are just completely irrational. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess, I guess, I guess all of our fears are irrational. Yeah, but his are more like right in your face, like oh shit, I'm gonna die and be you know consumed by scary people or, or yeah. something like that. So that's more immediate. Yeah, it, it is more immediate, but it's it's. In some ways, it's no less real, no more or less real than like our, like your irrational fear. I guess so. Money and my kid and my future and the past. It's like it's always worked out and it's like going to, but you're just kind of, I guess it's a little bit more real. Well, it's a mindset. I mean, I don't have to live. It's hell. You know, why live in hell when. You're, you got one life to live, and you can choose heaven or hell. Why would you choose hell? I think it's just habitual. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's something that we talk about all the time. And it helps helps me for sure. Yeah, we, I mean. We, we like in here. Yeah. Yeah, in Graceland. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Billy particularly, you know. Yeah, we got to choose happiness, and we have to choose peace, and we have to choose. We can just choose it. Well, we can choose it, but it's not that easy. It take no. could take all the all the all the energy and effort you have right now to go for it, and you may have to go for it for a long time. And you, that means you got to let go of all those things you're attached to, or I'm attached to. Yeah. So it's not easy, and but the payoff is a good life. I mean, if you know the truth, why would you waste any time or energy doing anything else? I don't know. So, um, so yeah, one of the things Wyatt said that was pretty cool, we were talking to Jake and about his ego and his combativeness, you know, and I was saying like, Jake, which one's okay. He's one of the newer guys. Okay. Um, 
He's like, what, three months? Two months? I mean, it's funny. He's, I guess he kind of, he's like 120 days, but he's number eight on the board. Yeah. Which is why, like, I feel like, yeah, he's pretty important. Um, important in what? What do you mean by that? Important in the sense of like this house needs senior members. You know, it, it, it's senior members who understand what's happening and who can help the newer people see like the truth about their behavior and like you know. And he can he can become one of those people. He just has to get through his shit. But um, yeah. I mean, he's in the villa with me, so we talk. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he has a good heart. Yeah, I think you know. So, but like we were talking about how he fights fire with fire, mm. and I was like, bro, why don't you try some water, dog? And mm. then he brought up this really cool thing about de like escalation versus escalation, and how you can take energy from somebody and put it back towards them. Well, oh, I, I remember you guys. Yeah. Well, no, I up. think, I think what it is, 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 is it, yeah, you use the energy. Like you almost like you transmute it. So it it's take, almost like if someone tries to punch me rather than like blocking the punch, I use their own momentum to like yeah. help them fall down. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, it, I don't know, just the way he was describing it, it just really like it's like a martial arts and like it's like a concept like you know water dripping on a stone over time will like cause it to like will get through the stone yeah but like metal like won't like the softer easier way will like penetrate like mm -hmm. how do you want someone to hear what you're saying like say it nice and they'll hear it if you yell they won't hear it yeah, that's something my dad taught me early on, like how to speak in conflict, you know, and how to be like precise with your words. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Yeah, yeah. I'm like always very much like aware of that and trying to be conscious of that when I'm talking to people in the house because we're talking about stuff that's like very uncomfortable for them to hear. Right. And I'm trying to learn how to do it at that level you know yeah it's hard yeah i mean you know um it takes time and practice but i don't think that you you even have the capability of coming off hostile or aggressive that you're just really? not that guy you're just not that guy well i mean maybe you could but like yeah, it takes a lot yeah you, your 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 struggle is just in like having the confidence to say what's on your mind even if it's not totally on, just say it anyway. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's what we want. Yeah, that's what I want, too. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Wyatt's a really, really sick producer. I, I actually think he's deaf. I think he's the most, like, artistic, like, the most talented artistic person in the house. But it's like a sleeper. Like, he sends me these fucking... These beats, bro, they're fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I've tried to not be like I used to be just so wild and like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And through this house, it's taught me to be kind of like 
slow and steady is gonna win, you know? Is this you singing? Yeah. Oh, he sent me that one, yeah. Whoa. Calming, kind of calms you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It, that stuff just kind of flows out of me, like the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But the the music you have to really tweak and work on, right? Yeah. I mean, I I only can do so much. You know? Sad, you know. That looped weird. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I gotta get Caleb to help me. That's sick. What's this cozy temple shit? Oh, that's nothing. Don't. Oh, reflection. Do you have a favorite? Um. This is you too. No, this is uh upstairs. It's not my beat, but this is uh the guys upstairs. Wait, that's um, Hayden. He wrote it. They say that I'm sick, that I need to get better, but I'm pulling out my hair because I'm running out of cheddar. I just keep fucking up. I don't think that I'm able to keep my stupid ass off the motherfucking table. Wait a second. Is he just joking? No, I mean, it's no, I mean, but is he like a is he like a musician? He's a good writer. He's really, but but, but he's never really like rapped. No, that's so cool. Yeah. And then this one? Dude, this is amazing. I mean, like, we should put an album out. I'm down, man. I just, I have so much material. Like, you know. This is you too? Yeah. I mean, like, we should put, like, you know, like a like a Graceland, a Graceland compilation album out. Like, yeah. yo, these are like you know, the problem is like, you know, getting like for example, getting Hayden to like, like he he that was cool, but he wasn't like. There's too many words and too many syllables and well, yeah. I mean, I but think, I guess Juice World kind of did that too. I don't know. I I think that for me, it's always the process that I'm in love with. Like, yeah. I look at Rick Rubin and like how he produces and how it's like a facilitator kind of. Yeah, for sure. But the, but Hayden is not. No. Uh, yeah. That was really dope. I think you did a great job at like making someone who has no experience with doing this sound good. And you've done the same thing with Blue and Yeah, Blue. I I mean, love that song I Love My Mom. Have you heard yeah, that one? Yeah, but like yeah. 
you you I think I can't wait for you to work with someone like maybe even Shane who like actually can who understands rhythm and can sing and like can actually like yeah do it and he writes really well yeah um it's unfortunate that he doesn't I feel like he's not the best collaborator yeah that's something that I'm really good at is collaboration it's have you tried to like give him something and be like Yo, yeah we- I send him stuff all the time Oh, and he just doesn't. He says he's going to do it, and then, you know. I'm not using equipment that you're supposed to be using either, you know what I mean? All those vocals were done with a white iPhone cable. That's so dope. You know? Yeah. So technology has gotten to the point with, like, these new laptops. The mics on them are just, like, that laptop right there has, like, six mics on it because Mm. people are just sitting in soundproof Did you see your signal? No, Yours we, is the last one. Oh, I'm, shit. There's someone quieter than me. Yeah. I'm the first one. Yeah. Billy's the second one. <clears throat> and you're the third one. You see how much lower it is? Yeah. I have you turned up. Really? So, so I, I, I think all you really need to do is point it. Make sure it's like pointed towards your... You see how our mics are pointed towards our mouths? Yeah. You just want to point it towards... See, you just, pu- you, just pu- you just pushed it in the wrong direction. This, Pull it towards you. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you want to point it towards your mouth. I got it. Like, even more. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, but yeah, so, the, the music stuff, like, I've been doing it for about five years, you know? During the pandemic, I made a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it would be, it would be fun to um, perfect, like, you know, five of them. Mm-hmm. that's the hard part the easy part is like making shit the hard part is finishing shit yeah absolutely perfecting it Going, i have I, I i don't have patience like i just keep making 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 yeah, making making that's how all artists yeah are. but couldn't you make some shit and then have some other people that are like all right we're gonna take your thing here and we're gonna perfect it yeah no 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 who people have time (laughs) okay what do you mean i don't know if it was good enough if someone who is a producer is like fuck this is a sick beat okay let's do it um yeah but that's his job right now because he can't pay for people to do that and he's not ready so yeah he he he, i mean look you you you, right now like if you don't have like a bunch of shit already out yeah and like a following like you're not or money like you're you gotta you gotta have one of the three true so like yeah you should start putting stuff out and so pick your favorite one and start working on it do you, ha- do you even have a soundcloud no i just have stuff on uh, apple music and spotify and re- youtube like my first album under just me oh what's it there just y letter y number eight t just that so if you just that's dope that's such a dope name too it's so easy to like understand like to get like i used to have the instagram thing and i was in the hospital and this guy calling me out of it like as soon as i changed the name three letter thing he took took the name Wyatt. really he talked you out of it then he took it yeah he told me he was gonna give me money for it and then i was what was it it was like 20 grand for the youtube they're the instagram name because it's only three letters well, I can't. Oh, find this it. one, you mean this name? Yeah. Well, now it's like my Instagram's the letter Y number eight T dot Clark. It used to just be three letters. 
So Y A T. I, I can't find that on Apple Music. Really? Yeah. So what is it? Y the letter no, letter Y number eight T. Yeah, it's not. I don't. I don't oh, why? I don't see it. So you think you could do this? Because I think this would be kind of fun and interesting. Could you just take us through the psychosis from the beginning to to the end? Yeah. Um, like when and where did it start? And I'll ask you questions here and there just to kind of like guide and elaborate. Sure. So. So wait, how old are you now? I'm 32. 32. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can't find it, bro. You, you got to send it. Will you send it to me? Just send me like the actual link on iTunes. Yeah. Because I'm not finding it yeah i mean he used to think that we were gonna lock him in a closet and chop him up yeah but it goes deeper like he before he came here he had an an interaction that kind of well i'll let him explain but previous to all this uh i guess he was sort of a different person, perhaps. I don't know. We'll, we'll let him talk about it, and we'll see. I just find it interesting because I... I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah, no, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, you have to, like, pay whatever the whatever the company that you use to upload it. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that they're getting... I think it costs a certain amount, like because Dane, Dane's music was on iTunes too, and it's like not up there anymore. Just send it to me. All right. Just send me that. What's the artist name? Letter Y number eight T. That's crazy that I can't even like find it. Dude, what? Oh, maybe it was because I was not... Maybe it wasn't... It has to be all capitals. Yeah, this is mostly all just instrumentals. Like, I was working with a producer, and he was like, you have way too much stuff. Just start dropping it. Dude, that's so weird. When I search Y8T in artists, like, I don't... I don't see it. That's insane. You know, I had, uh, I started listening. Okay, I'm going to tell you, that guy you told me to listen to, the Powerful Truth Angels. Oh, yeah. First was so irritating, I couldn't fucking stand it. Oh, yeah. But finally, I ran out of podcasts, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this guy a chance. And he did this thing that was kind of fun, is he has people call in, and he, like, uh, gives them advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe we could do that with a fan or, or a hater or something, and just want, uh, maybe a some point on the podcast it might be kind of fun yeah i think that'd be a great idea or you might even get somebody who needs help you know and they're not they don't know how what to do yeah we could do that right now well let's do let's do why it's a little unique story here i mean it's um it's a fantastic ride well no it's more like a fantastic horror horror show sort of right yeah so i would say about two weeks before i came to graceland um, I was in a dark place using all using a bunch of drugs. Like what? 
um, acid and cocaine and alcohol and it was really bad like, in that two week period. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the apartment. You, did you do more acid more than once in that period of time? Or I don't you... know how much I did. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, I, I called a pastor cause I thought that people were going to kill me that like that night that I was going to get, um, killed and were you alone like that what's that night that's after two weeks of using a bunch of drugs just i can't really figure out the the timeline okay so there was a night in that time before you came here yeah where you had to call a pastor because you were in fear of your life yeah spiritual fear like i felt like i was getting possessed by a demon there was like a um a chick that had a massage like took over my room and had like a massage um room and i thought that the table was going to be used as a sacrifice and called a pastor the pastor called my mom my mom came and get me which my apartment was like maybe 10 minutes from um my mom's house so my mom came and got me and i was afraid to get in the car so but here's yeah. the thing that i want people to understand like the fear like you you were in terror yeah for sure like terror. fucking terror like holy shit not only am i maybe physically going to be harmed but like on this deeper level of my eternal soul is yeah like for sure i thought my soul was gone like or, or was getting to be gone and so my mom picked me up and she started praying over me in the car and like scream praying like had her hand on me and i'm, I'm convulsing and really I, yeah and i um i got back to my house and i immediately asked for a cross because I was like in fear of, of this kind of like something, some kind of dark entity that was on me. And, um, that week too, I had, you know, there was a tarot card reader girl there and she was saying that I had like a whole coven of girls that put these hexes on me. And that, this is like real, you know, I'm here. I'm yeah. listening. And so I got to my mom's house, and I'm upstairs. So wait, she yeah. said there's more than one girl that put a hex on you? Yeah, like a group of people. A group of girls? Yeah. Okay. And um, That's what the tarot card reader said? No, this was like a, like a healer person. Oh. You all right, Pat? Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't... We don't know for sure if what she was saying was absolutely true or real. Yeah, absolutely. I right. mean, I, I, that's why I went to that other place to kind of d- dissect exactly what happened. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I get to my mom's house, and I'm in bed with the cross, and she's playing the Bible, and I'm, like, my, like making weird noises and stuff. And, like, another like a spirit came out of me in the car and then out of me in the... um. In the bedroom. So you were having exorcisms. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Did you feel okay, relief okay, after hold, they left? Hold on a second, dude. Yeah. How much drugs and what drugs had you been doing previously? He said he didn't know for sure. Yeah, like uh, I took... Is that, that that time you went to that, that festival? No, that's that's the next couple of days after. Right. Okay, so so what, what, what had you taken? It were, was you, like, were you on anything at this time? Yeah, I was okay. On, yeah. So that's it. I'm chalking it off to that. Okay. Drug induced is a drug induced psychosis. Okay, yeah, but you know what's interesting to me is like his mom's scream praying. So he comes from an environment where it's very she, Pentecostal no, and like she a little she's bit not, mind fucking. She's right? never done that before, ever. 
No, right. it was well, like... Well, you definitely have your beliefs grounded somewhere, I think. Yeah. You know, so. But I'm saying she never had like been like, you can't take my son kind of a thing. And she never was like that, you know? But, I, you know... And then uh, shortly after that, he went to like a festival and I think got dosed. And I think you had like a lot... I mean, like, because we've talked about this in, in the house multiple times. Before... Um, before that, those couple weeks that were really gnarly, mm -hmm. did you have any of this stuff happening to you? No. Right. I, I mean, I, I knew that there was something dark on me, but I didn't know, like, I knew there was something dark on so me. So ever since that period of time, you've never like been the same. Yeah, for sure. So I'm of the belief that I think that the drugs that he took during that time accidentally or or not accidentally or because there was like a lot of acid around and sheets and it, like it was crazy so like that i think that that has more to do with all of this than than anything else so you Which think is, he he scrambled his brains yeah you don't think there was a pre-existing vulnerability or upbringing that fed into it yeah or? well yeah maybe for sure yeah probably but like that's the, the the acid can really I mean dude everything leading up to something has to do with it you know? yeah, yeah I, but I, I just kind of find history interesting and in how a person evolves and develops in the mind because yeah. basically the world you live in is all in your fucking head yeah I know yeah and like that whole me going to that festival or party or whatever it was you know, that whole thing was crazy because I showed up and I, all these people knew me and I was like setting up to play music and I had like a Bible and I had like packed for Graceland basically. I had wanted to leave that night and I had like a Bible in there and like all these people were like, whoa, like stepping back from me and stuff. Because mm -hmm. you had the Bible? Yeah. And I had like this deliverance book. Yeah, but that's another like were they really stepping back from you or were you just perceiving that? I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's why now I can just say I was in psychosis before it was so real. Yeah. You know, mm. yeah. that's great. Like for, 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 for someone to be able to like recognize it as psychosis. Well, so that was a big breakthrough. So speed ahead of time, he's in Graceland. He starts tripping again and having panic attacks. Yeah. The whole time, real bad, the whole time that I'm, in Graceland, I'm just like, you know, thinking that there's some kind of ritual going to happen or some kind of dark darkness or whatever. But it was all this self fear, you know, mm -hmm. I think fear of things being good. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. things have been so bad for such a long time when good things were happening. I just couldn't trust myself to think they're good. Like mm -hmm. what? Like what good things were happening? Like I was make I was having friends that actually cared about what I had to say and you know support and I was eating healthy and losing weight and um, that's so seeing, seeing all these people like I remember for like months that all the groups just seemed like they were about me like I was learning from their experience right and I'm like that part tripped me out all the time because it's like 
so spiritual that you were like, you trip your body out to be like, this can't oh, be real. That. It was like, right. it was all speaking to you, yeah, which everything is was. new when Music, you're new in yeah. AA. It's like that yeah. too. We, 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 we just hit like the pinnacle, like, or we just, we just, we just entered like the zone in this podcast of like why I love doing these podcasts. We just got there because what you're talking about is so profound because like it happens in AA. But 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 the way it happens in this house is so much more intense and yeah. s- special. And I could imagine someone like you thinking like, yo, did all these fools like, are they talking about Johnny, but really low key trying to like get through to me? Yeah. That's what I kept thinking. I like, get it. Yeah. I get it, dude. That's so crazy. Cause I, I've, I've talked to Wyatt about type, this type of shit a lot, but like, you know, I've never had it. I've never understood it like in that way. And it makes sense to me that you, that somebody like with your, you know, mind would think that because, because you can always relate so much to everything that someone's going through, you know? So maybe why it's thinking, wait, how do they know? Mm, They're reading my mind. how How do they know that I need to like hear about Johnny's, you know, lying and manipulating and stubbornness and like, are they just using him as like a, a ruse to like speak vicariously through him to me? Yeah. Which is tremendously self-centered. Cause why yeah. would anyone go through all that trouble? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not, you're nowhere near that important. I know, but you are, important. you are, but, yeah. but not people that. just wouldn't go to yeah. that level. <laughs> we, we, we always think we're way more important than we really are. And people are focusing on us more than they are. And I love that Billy just pointed that out because like, that really is like, like the, 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 the main like underlying issue is that like, you just need to help others focus on other people and not be so in your own head. Right. But what was super important and what I think saved his life really is when he went away, he realized like this was not real that he was having. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Delusional thinking or psychosis because previous to that he believed it all. Right. Like you mean what he just, just that, that people were talking through yeah. to get across and were planning some ritual and all these The cameras thoughts. are rolling, you know. The cameras are, yeah, <laughs> we're listening, like, everything's metal tables documented. and Yeah, it's just like... Metal table. Yeah, I always used to think that they were going to like put me down on the metal table and just... Dissection, yeah. insurrection. It was, it was rough. And then infection. the night that I phased up, that I had like a severe panic attack, I thought it was like everything was leading up to that act. Like, I mm. just lost it. But yeah, I mean, going away and being in my own mind with like therapists 24 seven and learning DBT and learning like, like that I'm not that important. I think it comes from my mom, like being homeschooled by my mom Mm. and her thinking that I'm the greatest thing ever, you know? And there's another factor too, like is he has Crohn's. Oh yeah. And so when he was very young, he was separated from his family for quite long periods of time going through treatments that were painful and fucked up. So he was like, this can mess people up and give them trauma when they're very young. Um, so there's, that's a factor too. And all of that early hmm. trauma. 
Yeah, a lot of trauma. A lot of drinking to conceal pain of Crohn's disease, making it worse, throwing up, mm. you know. Uh, but I think what's so cool is he has an awareness now that, like, oh, shit, I'm having a panic attack, I'm tripping, but it's not real, you know, because we all have that on some level. Like, if I can get aware... My life's fucking so good, right? Yeah, I'm beat up and it's been a hard ride, but my kid loves me. I'm here. I got some friends. Some people are listening, even if there's only five listening to me talk on this podcast. Like, I would have never been on a podcast. My job, I don't want to do anything else. That's it. Yeah. I go to the ocean. I get in the water. And if you really really want to trip, like, it's at least 100 People at listening. least. And and that's kind of cool. So if you would just imagine us being on a stage yeah, and there's a hundred people. That's pretty wild to think about. I mean, I, and, 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 I mean, we're talking for like an, over an hour and they're just like listening. It's not just like a quick little, oh, that video, my, my little TikTok got a million views, but it was just me like doing a dance. Yeah, the long format. Right, yeah, so they're is, engaged in a real conversation. I was trying to explain this to Wickham earlier because it's like we put so much into this. Could you imagine if we spent all the time that we've spent on this on just creating like short form content for TikTok and Instagram? Like it would get way more views, but it wouldn't be as deep. And I told him like, bro, you think that like Gummo was made to like reach as many people as possible. No, it was made to like reach a fewer amount of people and have a more profound impact on fewer people. And like, that's what this podcast is. It's like for the people that want to really go deep. Plus this podcast existed before you took off and all that shit. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And even then it was sort of like a therapeutic triangle or something. Dude, I only, my main reason for even doing it, like today is just because I like doing it. Yeah. I, I already feel better. Yeah. I feel pretty good too. Yeah. Hearing your story and just hearing like, and I think this is a big part of what AA is all about. It's like hearing other people's struggles, like help you. And it's not necessarily that they're better or worse because like I've heard people speak from the podium about problems that I thought were like, like really not really that big of problems. Whereas I'm hearing Wyatt right now talk about problems that are like pretty gnarly and I'm kind of grateful I don't have to deal with that stuff. And it puts things into perspective for me like, Oh cool. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like so grateful. I mean, I think about this a lot as community. This is basically community. Community is so important. Yeah. And just the few older folks I've met in the park where I live Somehow it's made me happier because I see my neighbors and I've talked yeah. to them like real, like I've talked to some real shit and I'm yeah. like, they're in it too. You know, they're in this adventure as well. Dude, we went to the fucking dog park yesterday with Steven Ange and their new kid, Rocky. Steven I saw that little guy. Yeah. Steven Ange are, they're my partners in Hypercrush and we were in a band for a long time and they now, they just had a kid. And they go to the dog park and they have like their little friends at the dog park. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff, it really makes a difference, man. I, that's why I want you to go to the meeting with me, because every week if we do that, even though 
the people aren't cool and that they're old and all this shit. It just helps. Yeah, I don't even really want them to be cool. <laughs> well, that's what's cool about this house for me is I'm able to talk to so many people all the time and bounce ideas off of everybody. Yeah. Know? And I, I never had that before. I never want to do it, but I know that I feel better. That's why Thursday nights I started making myself come because I'm involved in other people's life. And I happen to have experience in this, yeah. so I could maybe be useful. In how, has, how has it been, by the way? I just keep thinking about the one girl who I don't know if you guys, Exter or, okay, yeah. I'm just, no, no, she left. Yeah. Oh. She left. She got yeah. honest about. I mean, she's been here for six months, and nobody knew the truth. She oh. had been lying. Wait, you didn't? You weren't there for that. Are we talking about the same? Yeah. Well, she 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 admitted that she didn't actually have a son. Oh no, not that girl. No, I know her. She's yeah. been here forever. Yeah, and she 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 finally got honest about not actually having yeah. a son and not which actually. wasn't a surprise because she fucking lies about everything but right. no i'm talking about another chick had a similar issue to maybe what he's having In she's not house. around anymore i don't know i think she went away to get what do you call it leveled out uh landing like no like stabilized stabilized chemically a, and a medically gir- and all that a girl i don't know who's yeah about. yeah okay so um this girl Wanted to go for a ride with a certain person in the house and oh. maybe have a little fun. Really? No. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was only here a little while. Yeah. So but she's... I always, what I find so interesting is because I've taken so much acid and I've tried to lose touch with reality, I never can. But, so when I come across somebody who is, I, it's very interesting he, to me. Yeah, who knows? We don't know whether she was lying or it, it's really complex. She was just too much. That's the thing. You don't know. And she was unwilling to do shit. Yeah, so she yeah, she left. But she I had, felt bad because her mom loves her so much. We and, tried the best we could. But some people are just not ready. Um, but let me ask you this. Okay. Were you at the last group? Yeah. Yeah. So you've been coming. That one was pretty, pretty. I know. That was a big deal. Like she, yeah. Um, so how are you? And God you? bless her. And I have more respect for her now than I did her previous. And I'm sure that was difficult for her. Yeah, yeah. it's too bad she left. But What? Yeah. Yeah, she's gone, bro. Why? She left. Why? She couldn't deal with not being a senior anymore. and She wanted the job too, I think. Yeah, she wanted the job. and She got I- demoted? I mean, you know, when you when some when you there's find, consequences, and she didn't like them. She didn't want to deal with them. Yeah, it's <sighs> too bad. This, well, God bless. Right? Yeah, but I'm just wondering if you, like, what have you been getting out of the groups? I've only been consistent about three times now. What am I getting? Are, are, are you liking it? Is it helping you? Do you think it's cool? Do you, do you think you want to keep coming? Like- I'm going to keep coming. Um, I wish I was more involved. Like when the sermon was happening, I felt like I was getting... Well, why don't you sit with us? Yeah, I- like, up front I, I can't devote oh i could do that but sit. i can't devote another day because i have monday now thursday i, I can't I don't no have no to. no just sit with us in the front and um just pay attention 
Yeah, I'm going. I'll do that. And, and you'll you don't need to raise your hand, and, and you'll start really being able to like. Well, I don't want to interfere because I know that like Woody and you know these people a lot better. So yeah, I feel but, like yeah, but you know the disease, bro. But you guys have like developed a skill, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of like, plus you know there's you know their story. You so yeah, it's but I think that you know I think that you. You have a special, um, like sauce. To I'm your, sure I can be useful. Yeah, like even sure. the guys in the house, the guys and girls in the house are like sometimes they nail it just perfect. Yeah, so I think that you're just and then and then then it'll give you a chance to get to know people more, so that when you are here doing the plants, like you know each person's yeah. thing, and you can talk to them or they can talk to you. And does does anyone ever like talk to you when you're here? Not anymore, no. What do you mean, not anymore? I mean, they talk, but they don't like get real or anything like that. Oh, like they used to. Yeah, because when I was when we were doing the sermon, it kind of opened up like I was this person that could know shit or something, right? Right. Yeah. That's why I asked me to be my sponsor because I came to that. Me- that. Yeah. And I felt like the sermon, like, like it always has been. Even before it was here, every time there was a Sermon Amount meeting that I would go to, it was always just really profound. Like it, it, it lifted my spirits, and so I felt like that was happening. But wasn't too. wasn't it wasn't your suggestion to not have the whole house be a part of it? No, that was you. You mm. liked that. The whole house being a part of it. Yeah, because we could do that. You know, it wouldn't be that hard. Well, but you don't like it. And it seems like now there's no time for it. But if you want to... Uh, there, so look, the whole house is at a meeting right now. They yeah. could be down here doing this sermon meeting with us. I mean, do you think they would like that? I don't, I don't want to like... I just... the profound. Even my therapist said this. That was a big loss for you, Billy. Because mm. I was in a position where I could be who I, I shine. I shine in certain positions, and that's one of them. And I felt like it helps people. I mean, like he said, that's that's he was attending it before he ever came to Graceland, you know? So, and I, I feel like the content is... It is. It's, it's not Bible study for sure, and it's not right. AA, you know? <laughs> but it's so, like in between or something. Yeah, it, it's, that's why I think... The invitation should be open. Let's check it out, and if you wanted to go, yeah. You know. But the problem we is, we did that, and they stopped coming. We we yeah. did that, and it was just me and Billy sitting down here, going like, "What are we doing?" And then like one person would come, and it was like, "Okay, yeah, that's the problem." Okay, so it's. I mean, think about it. If you want to make it mandatory, I'll show up. COVID just really fucked. Oh, that's right. So then we had to like not do it for. It really, it's yeah, but really, COVID's here to stay, so we can just accept that now and like. I know, continue. but it's just really a bummer that it like. That was like so dope. Well, it's like a lot of work. I mean, I feel like like. Yeah. What do you mean, though? Like, we used to do it before this, and then we would do this. I know, but, like, organizing that and, like, getting... Nobody comes. 
we'll just make it mandatory. There's a fucking meeting. You all need to hear this shit and come. Oh, that we could do. Yeah. And then it would just be the house. And outsiders. Why can't outsiders come if they want to? They won't come. We don't have any outsiders that will come. We used to. They just all fell off. We just don't anymore. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, I could go one by one. Yeah. John moved out of town. Hamish is fucking on some weird, like, anti-COVID shit. Um, Paul, like, kind of flipped out and, like, doesn't really come come around anymore. And maybe he got his life got too big. Hoodie um, is working. Who? Hoodie? What, I forgot. I can't remember his name right now. You know, the one kid with the beard. He lives in close by. You don't know who I'm talking about, huh? Um, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, Hillary know. barely came, but she moved out of town. Um, the Evigans didn't stop coming a long time ago. They might, maybe could come, but they're like, you know, getting them to commit to something like that is, is hard. They have a new kid. and yeah. um, Who else? Uh, Mikey can't really be here because he's already here so much and he kind of needs to like leave uh, for his light kid and his wife, you know? Um, yeah. So during COVID, it was great, but now it's not really because all the people came because they were not busy that's like really loud yeah like who's like what was that i have no idea but it was pretty loud (laughs) um so here we are and we're talking about like trying to get this meeting going again but it's just that's this is where we're gonna lose people right on the podcast? Yeah. Well, there's a few moments where whatever, but yeah, let's, let's keep going. So now, forget about the meeting. It's not going to happen. No, I mean, it might. But is it even going to be worth it? With Well, I mean, if it's for that, if, here's the thing about the house is like, if we made everyone go to it, they could still go to a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. But are they going to start hating it? Because, like, Johnny and people like that were into it, but he's not here anymore. And yeah, uh, Danielle doesn't even come. It's just changed. I think it's just all changed. Yeah. And then the new people are like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, because they're not, they haven't been sober for a long time and they don't realize that, like, this this is the stuff that's going to make your life better. Really. I don't think. Well, if it's, if it's like, uh, a mandatory thing that falls into like the schedule of the house, we could do it like once a month. All right. Well, let's just think about it. Yeah. I'm going to take a leak. Yeah. I'm right after you. Okay. (laughs) So what's this book? Billy Graham. Um, Like I said, I just found it here at the house, but the, um, if you look at this, today's the 24th, right? Uh-huh. It's, uh, I don't know, you want to see it? I mean, I, I mean, are you, did you bring it for a reason or? Yeah, I wanted to show you just this little part here. Okay. 
somebody must have dropped it off here because there was a bunch of books. Oh, right. The top um, page there. The master musician knows that suffering precedes glory and acclaim. He knows the hours, days, and months of grueling practice and self-sacrifice that precede the one hour of perfect rendition when his efforts are applauded. I mean, I almost want to like read this like out loud to Billy. It's this pretty wild, cool. right? The master craftsman knows the years work, sacrifice, and suffering as an apprentice. Yeah, that's the part that I was thinking because it's like I've been an apprentice to the tattoo industry. Music is kind of the same thing. But it just resonated with me. Um, this second this second paragraph is what's really cool. Is the Bible teaches us that suffering is a part of life in a sinful world. Yeah. God. I really wish that wasn't the case. Here, will you read this out loud so Billy can get it? I'm really bad at reading. Or how Billy read it. Yeah. You know what we could do? We could read a little bit out of sermon on the podcast. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, what page am I? Oh my, I mean. 24, the, the 24th. Got I'll it. try, but my eyes are blurry. Yeah, I mean. I can't barely focus. I need my glasses, which I don't have. I don't have. Okay. It says, strength through suffering. Hmm. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly being. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. In the economy of God, there is such a thing as a cloud of suffering. Recent. Recently, I received a letter from a woman who was suffering in a hospital bed in the late stages of cancer. She did not ask God would relieve her or suffering or rise her up, but only that we would pray that God's grace would be sufficient through the trial of suffering. The Bible teaches that human suffering is inescapable. We must accept it as an integral part of life. Job says, man that is born of woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Job 14.1 Our life has its beginning in suffering. Lifespan is marked by pain and tragedy, and our lives end with the enemy called death. The person who accepts to escape the prongs of suffering and disappointment simply has no knowledge of the Bible or history of life. The master musician knows that that suffering precedes glory and acclaim. He knows the hours, days, months, and grueling practice that self-sacrifice that precedes one hour of perfect rendition. When his efforts are applauded, the master craftsman knows the years of work, sacrifice, and suffering as an apprentice to precede his being promoted to the master of his trade. The student knows that years of study and self-denial and commitment precede the triumph day of graduation with honors. Astronauts spend years training for a flight that can be short as a few days. The Bible teaches that suffering is a part of life and in sinful world, 
Paul said, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be received in us. Romans 8.18 To his dear woman on the hospital bed, I would say, Look toward heaven, look beyond the clouds, and you will see the suffering that we understand undergoing here are nothing compared to the glory that God has prepared for the yonder. Our Father and the God may help in time of trouble. I ascribe to you glory and honor, and it is you who teaches the patience in the first in the face of problems. It is you who holds me up when I fall down. It is you whom I long for and love. Help me to be ready, Lord, and when you come to take me home with you forever in Christ. Amen. Amen. Will you knock on that door? But, I mean, that's the type of stuff. That's the type of stuff that kind of freaks me out, you know? It's like. Can you turn that off? I want to just tell you one thing before I forget. This is pretty profound in my life recently, okay? Real quick. So I was super sad. I kept. I told you how how depressed I've been for a few months, like on tears at the edge of tears all the time. Morbid reflection of the past. My dad, all the people in my lives that are dead, all they are is memories. And once I die, those memories are gone, and nothing means shit to anybody. And my kid's gonna die. But I felt it like in my heart. And the days were just hard. And when I was around my daughter, I just wanted to cry all the time. And uh, one of my neighbors gave me this book, and it's very convincing, written by a psychologist who started putting this girl under hypnotherapy because the regular methods weren't working. And he went to good schools, and he'd been in practice for two decades at this time, and he put her on hypnosis, and she started having past lives, and Hmm. she was just explaining past lives. And I know it sounds wacky, but the way he describes it is just matter of fact, and it's, it's very convincing. Whatever, it's comforted me a lot because there's many lives. And she was in Roman times. She was in cave times. She was in different countries. She's a male. And a lot of the same people, the figures in her lives, were also in her other lives. And it was comforting thinking, well, I'm going to see my dad again in a different way, and I'm going to see my daughter again. And between lives... There's these master spirits, and they say, they said, they give you information between lives. So when you die, there's like the white light, and you feel peace again. Because in the spiritual realm, there is no pain or anything. It's just peace. And these master spirits would give information, and, and they said that, that we're here to learn and get knowledge. Because the more knowledge you get, the closer to God you get. Um. And eventually, if you get enough knowledge, you can be like one of these guides, which you can maybe also call a guardian angel or whatever, but he just calls a master. He doesn't get biblical about it, right? Um, and basically, you don't die. You just keep having other lives. And anyways, it comforted me a great deal because I, I really felt the sadness was about my daughter's going to die my dad's dead. All the other significant people are dead, and they're just little emotional bits in my brain that it just nothing nothing means anything. We're all gonna die, and it's just empty bullshit, right? Yeah. See, I don't. 
I don't really subscribe to that. Well, know? here's what he said, which you're going to find interesting, and you can look it up right now. As he said, they, that Constantine admitted certain parts of the Bible that talk about reincarnation. Because I know a little bit about this Pentecostal shit and this biblical stuff, because some of my relatives, and it's like, you know, Satanistic to think this way. And now Angela's all Jesus-y, and like, if they don't like something, it's all demonic, right? That's just what they label it. Um, Constantine admitted sections of the Bible, took them out, because he thought that if people knew they were going to live forever or have many lifetimes, they wouldn't do in this lifetime what... They wouldn't be as motivated to have salvation in this lifetime. And you can look it up. It's real easy. Yes, it says absolutely. Constantine and 14-whatever or whenever the fuck he was around omitted these parts of the Bible, and it's no in fact. And plus, the Bible is just a bunch of people writing a bunch of shit that's been edited hundreds of times, right? Anyway, that's yeah, my piece. I, I wasn't trying to like start something from it. Literally, I was in the village. Sorry, I don't mean if I came no, off hostile. I no, have no. some Christian resentment in my life because of people trying to tell me you know, this demonic warfare, the world's going to end, and blah, 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 and then they fucking smoke crack, and their daughter's getting pregnant at 12 in the downstairs, and the other one dies of const- you know, cancer because she won't get treated, and she has these faith healers try to treat her, and it's just, it's fucking, it's just psychotic idiot bullshit, and they call it Christianity, so that's why I'm a little, sorry. No, it's, sorry. I'm, I'm fine, I'm just, do you... That type of stuff where it's like spiritual for me, where it hits, it freaks me out, man. Mm. You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I actually want to have my friend on the podcast. His name's Mike Armstrong, and he talks about like past lives and stuff. He's actually developed a pretty big following. Um, so how does that not jive? Just curious hmm. for you. I don't I don't know enough about re- reincarnation of the Bible. But is it is it like your first thing is it like it's false? I mean, cuz you have Christian training, I'm just curious. Um no, I mean it's just I don't know enough about it. Yeah. But so where I think the conflict is as Christians think you're going to die and go to heaven, right? Yeah. Which is like, then you just, you're there for all eternity. Yeah, that's that's what I thought, you know. So listen to my friend, dude. It's my friend. I grew up with this kid, dude, and he's... So here's an event I am hosting on Thursday. It is a... Oh yeah, this is the guy. Reality bending things kids have said to their parents. Part two. Driving home, we passed a cemetery. My daughter, three years old, told me she wanted to go there sometime. I asked why. She said her parents and sister were there. I was carrying my son with cerebral. What's up, my star fam? So I posted a video yesterday that I want to talk about. It was about a past life that a child remembered that he had in Syria. And at the end of the video, I, put, I, I said, hey, if, if you about it in the comments, I'm very curious. And 
there's like over 1200 comments now about people who had wild experiences with their children who talked about past lives at like a very young age, which I think is absolutely fascinating. So I'm going to read a few of them here. All right. So here's one. My niece put her hands on my face when she was about three years old and said, I love you. I remember when you were my daughter. <laughs> Imagine that. My son. So, so this dude, I grew up, I used to carpool with this dude and we went to his whole page is about this stuff. All this crazy. So I just, I, I'm sure he'll come on. He has like, he has like seven. It just makes me tear up because it rings, resonates with me. Right. And also there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of psychologists and stuff that, that have reduplicatable experimental data that backs these things up, but it's just not known for some reason. Like, I don't know. I find it interesting. And for some reason in my heart, it rings true. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Do you get the fear thing with me though? Like when I read stuff like that, I don't know why I have a the fear. fear? I mean, no, I don't understand the fear. What's like, the fear? There, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know, you know? And it's just interesting like to hear different perspectives on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I want to, I'm just as a personal thing. What is your fear about it? I don't know. Again, it's like reoccurring thoughts of like just not being safe. If that makes sense. I not don't know why. Safe. Yeah. Like spiritually and physically. Yeah. When you hear things like what, what, what you just read, or yeah, what, what I, you just what, heard. No, on what here? I just read. I, like, I think it's maybe. Oh, like, you mean like the suffering thing? Yeah. Like, oh well, they're just talking about like you know. It's hard to practice an instrument. It's yeah. like it's like hard. It takes focus and patience and it's uncomfortable to learn new things, but then the reward is See, profound. That so much better after oh, you said I, that. I, that's I mean that's no. what they're talking about. They're talking about the musician who like the, the, the glory comes after hours and hours of practice and what they're calling suffering. And it's the same thing goes for like like um working out eating healthy, um, going to yoga. Like it, they're all like things we don't want to do, but they lead to joy. So that's the thing. That's what I took from it. And I think that the, the, uh, the metaphor or the, you know, the metaphor of heaven on earth is like, yeah, like we can, we can experience joy and bliss, but only through pain and uncomfortable, growth spurts like you know yeah and that's what the house kind of talks about yeah and that's what they're talking about okay i i think that like the the these metaphors of like you know you know heaven and like hell and like fire and i think they're just like metaphors for us to like visualize you know like simple concepts like there's no no pain, no gain. And like, I love the one that Sam said, which is that like comfort and joy don't coexist. Yeah. It's comfort or joy. And if all you're seeking is comfort, you'll end up being like miserable. But if you seek discomfort and like prolonged gratification, you can get to a place of joy. 
I was talking about that today in a post I did. You know, it's just like hard and it's kind of exhausting, like having to do things that are uncomfortable every day. And I forget that like going on a walk or going to yoga or eating healthy or working out, I forget that those things... I forget that those things lead to joy. Yeah. So I stopped doing them. And then I convinced myself that like those aren't things. Those ah, those things don't work. I don't need to go to a meeting. I don't really want to. I don't really feel like it. But then when I do, I always feel better. Yeah, I'm learning that here for sure. Mm-hmm. And the more times, the more the more sober time I get. Um, we're not supposed to walk on the stairs. No. Yeah. Just keep, can you put something on the top of the stairs so no one comes down here? Yeah, I'll pull the signs up. Okay. <coughs> yeah, that makes me feel like I should be doing more. I mean, you can. When so I go home. So they just walk down yeah, the stairs. Well, I mean, I don't think no, there's... there's tape. Just go make sure the tape's up. Yeah. Who was it, though? Jared? I mean, I don't think he, like, removed the tape. Just check it. Maybe someone removed it on accident or... Mm. Just go check it out. I don't think you should just go right to, like, striking him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we made an announcement. We told everyone. Else. Jared was there? Down. Yeah, like, we talked, like... Just, just go ask Jared. Did you just like, or wait? He's about to come in here. Yeah. I, I think that that would be. I, I, I doubt Jared like deliberately just like said fuck it. Yeah. That doesn't I seem like something. Like didn't you put tape on it? We're not supposed to walk on the stairs because we just had new floors put in. There was tape over. But yeah, I mean. So I don't know what you were referring to when you said I don't subscribe to that. Were you talking about when he was saying, um, I just don't know about reincarnation. Oh, right. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone does. Yeah. Can you believe that I'm like, like, that's a kid who I, that's like a childhood friend of mine. And I'm like, I just think it's, it's phenomenal how many kids you went to school with who are like special. Yeah, Evig- well, 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 are, are you didn't Evigans? You didn't go to school with him. You were in a band with him, huh? Uh, yeah, no, I did go to school with him, but but this kid I went to private school with. Oh wow! And we were in it was in elementary school, but like you know, if, if you think about the fifty people that I went to this private school with, like only one of them has like appeared on my radar because they're doing something so it's like i'm i'm dude get him in here i do i will dive into his shit. no and he has seven hundred thousand followers on tiktok and over 50 on instagram i have i want to talk to him so this stuff has been well it's obviously resonating it's obviously like you know what he's talking about is obviously People obviously can relate to it or they agree with it. And it just almost feels like, well, when you have kids or maybe with some people you know already, it's like maybe even you and me. Like, I, it's more than I just met you. I don't know if you've had that experience. I'm having it right now with the sword. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I, it's like there's been some weird stuff that's happened in this house, and like, you know, I, I started believing in reincarnation while I was here, you know, and thinking, you know, there's all these books and stuff. But didn't you just say you don't believe in it? I, I'm on the fence. Like, I don't know if yeah. I'm crazy or, you know, because I've. I've yeah. been around people that have been like, yeah, I used to be a princess in, you know, Egypt. And, you know, it's not like I haven't been around people that have said that. Yeah, but, but some people use it just to be yeah. special. But, the, you know, this is what bothers Okay, here's my big thing. People who are closed-minded or afraid use things and pervert things and say things like, like, Okay, this is this is a fact. Ninety percent of what you believe is complete utter bullshit. Ninety fucking percent. You know why you believe it? Because your parents believed it and they taught it to you, or you heard it somewhere, or you never really even thought about it. You saw it on TV, and it's just part of your belief system now. And we're being like, and now social media like curves you in certain directions, right? Yeah. And like, it's like not, it's not the truth. I want the truth so we can live better, so we can know, like, so we can do the right thing. Yeah, but we don't, I don't know, I don't really know a whole, I don't believe in, like, I'm open to changing my beliefs. and. Yeah, that's why I talk to you, because most people bore the shit out of me after, like, three minutes, because they're just not open to, yeah, to like, they're, even question their beliefs or anything. So, and, and I'm not sure of really... I'm not sure of a whole lot. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like, I don't know about reincarnation. I don't know about, um, you know, religions and what's real and what's not. I, I think that, like, a lot of the principles behind these religions are good to practice. But um, I'm always, like... I'm almost like too open. Like I don't really know. I'm unsure of a lot and I want to be open to like learning new things. So like you don't necessarily need to believe in it or not. You can just learn about it and That's what I'm doing, yeah. Yeah. But like we don't need to like decide whether like reincarnation and past lives are like real or not, but it's just fun to like explore what different people have studied, you know? And this dude's like, I mean, he obviously believes in it wholeheartedly and he's like dedicated like a lot of his life to. That's what his whole thing is about. Yeah, that's it. Hmm. And like mine is, you know, recovery and sobriety and transparency, but it's also like some relationship stuff and just random. It's like, all of the things that encompass that encompass me, you know. But yeah, I I got I I'm gonna be honest. Like the first thing that I thought was like, damn, this fool's got like more followers than me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's like the only person that I know, but I don't really know him that well anymore. Would he remember you? Oh yeah. Hundred percent. He lived next door to Dane. Oh wow! On the cul-de-sac with Dane. So when I would go to Dane's house, sometimes I would see him. And you just say, "Hey, what's up?" I've been wanting to like post more 
Dane stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Bro. Like, just imagine this. Like, Dane has been a big influence, right? Yeah. What if you were to... He was about to be a part of you. Like, to know that he's going to continue and that you will be together in some capacity. I don't know. It's just very comforting to me. Wait, what, 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 what was that? That he's not really gone and that you guys will... It also says things like the spirits, if they want to, can affect us. When they're in that realm, they can affect us here in the flesh realm or whatever they call this, third dimension. Um, like, I, I want to, like, like post more about this. Like, um, What, the reincarnation guy? Or Well, Dane, my friend that was in this band with me, this is me on the bass. Like a, a show that we did, a punk rock show, and he's singing. And then this is when he had cancer. Damn. I don't know the intro though. Doesn't matter. Just started how you did before. It sounds great. Driving down I five a side window down. The frank black inside my headphones combined with makes buttered sound. He's pretty sick here, yeah. so his energy, he doesn't have a lot of energy, but I, I, you know, if we go to the, the end of the song, he, he explains it a little bit, and it's... Santa Anna blows right through me, the smell of sage and fire surrounds, Indian summer is home to me, so warm and dry and sound. seems like it has like soul to it or something he's just the greatest songwriter ever. that song is about living close to home living close to your house to your family to your friends and to all the things that are important to you and those are the things that are important to me and when without those things in my life i turn into uh sort of an angry goof what are some of the lyrics in that that, that say that? Like On the fog-blanketed shoreline, I am pressed between two realms, one translucent in its nature, the other opaque and churned around. On one hand, I've got clarity. The other, it's churned around. I feel the ladders, the ladders currents pulling at me, drawing further down. Sheesh. So... The murky water is drawing me down, and the clear water is 
kind of what represents this area, even though the water around here isn't that clear. The ocean water to me is clear and beautiful and the air is clear. The Santa Ana winds blow all the dust and stuff away from us and it's just a beautiful area. Agora Hills, um, Malibu Canyon, the Santa Monica Mountains. Well, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Even the smell of summer, which a lot of times can smell like fire and danger and, you know, bad things can um, turn into good things. <laughs> So I wanted to say this. This is an example. Watch, watch, watch. genius bro it's crazy to think that that's troy's brother like i watch some of that stuff and i listen to some of his older songs and i'm like he was so ahead of his time but then when you think about how old like bradley Knoll was or kurt cobain or even like jim morrison and some of these profound artists they were like in their early 20s the beatles like so for him to have done the things he did when he was in his 20s, it's like, okay, right on. It makes sense. And he left us with some really profound art that like I'm still like rediscovering. Like, and I thought you'd like that because he's talking a lot about like the things you appreciate. Well, what I'm getting from it is this thing where I always go to is like the words he was describing in the first song he played. Yeah. Like being in the fog in the opaque realm. And yeah. It's like. He's pulling that from the timeless place. It's got to be. Oh, and has yeah. he not lived other lives? Maybe he's pulling. Maybe he's able. Yeah. I almost believe art is not something we create. It's when we open up and the universe like expresses itself through us. And I, I guess through AA, any, any avenue I get, I'm always going to this space where there's something beautiful and timeless and and like i could almost see you or i or any of us maybe an indian living on the plains like Mm. it could almost be like i guess when you watch a movie it kind of can bring you there it's like Mm. you can imagine it so much that i don't know i don't know i don't really know about all that either I just know that like he surfed a lot and he appreciated like the ocean and the smells and he was just like a feeler, mm. you know? And, um, yeah, because when he was talking about the burning sage and I, Indian summer is home and like, like the words don't actually make sense, but they do in an emotional kind yeah. of way. I like, mean, 
I, I, I think that you would really enjoy <clears throat> if there's only one other person that I can share this with, I'll send it to you too. But he has a SoundCloud that I put up that has pretty much all his songs on it. And um, <clears throat> there's some really cool stuff there. And if you really try to listen to the lyrics, they're like pretty profound. And this, you can just tell that he's like a real songwriter. Yeah. Next level. There's four of those episodes where I had him play like, you know, different parts of different different songs that he wrote. Like each episode was dedicated to like a song and he would talk about the song afterwards. That's really cool yeah well this was sort of to like shine some light on him while he was dying of cancer because he was hiding away and like withering away in his house and i was like you know let's do this like let's go into his house and let's like film him and talk about his music and give him like some purpose and like create a youtube channel and see if people want to donate to him and just like rather than like having him just like die away in some like dark corner i was like let's just like make some let's give him something to like look forward to you know because he loves his art and his music and that was a major turning point in my life and in my recovery you can just feel it when you watch that you're just like god i'm so grateful to not be in that situation and he would talk about the battle the daily struggle just to live with cancer you know and how he he would talk about being grateful because other people had it worse than him (laughs) And I would be like, bro, like, if you can find that, like, we all can. Yeah. And that was, like, what helped me low-key get through, like, a really hard time, even though that was a fucked-up situation. It was. But you were being of service in in a big way, too, so. It just helped me remember, like, what's real. Mm. Yeah, we need that. How selfish I was. What was it like? He knew he wasn't going to make it at that point, right? Or did he still have I don't, hope? Yeah, I think you always have hope. You know, until you're like literally like taking your last breath. Mm. Do you think you could do me a favor? Is Caleb still in there? This is really, really loud. This this water machine. I can hear the buzz throughout the whole podcast. I had it on that side, but I don't know if Caleb moved it. Maybe he can help you move it to that other side <clears throat> yeah I, I i his brother's pretty cool too in his own way like he 100%. just took off to utah and is like living the farm life yeah for sure but like i don't know it, it's just like people aren't going to just be interested in him yeah so i i don't know I want to share him and what he did with the world, but like maybe for now, like we well, have quite a bit. I mean, learning to lose came from him. Um, no, it, like it changed you. That experience changed you. I watched. I watched. Like I didn't really realize what was going on till hindsight, but you mentioned it, and I think it changed you for sure. Like you said, like what's really important, right? Mm-hmm. And even that first song he did about. His family and being near home and stuff, that's really, that's, God, that's what's important. Yeah, and he knew that, like, pretty early on. Yeah. And he got married pretty early. And he How kind old of, was he when, when this one ha- happened? Um, 
Maybe like 25. And he, he was married already? Yeah. Wow. And then he died, I think, when he was around like 30. But I'm going to send you guys his SoundCloud. If you just search for Dane Rippy, D-A-N-E. You've sent it to me before. R-I-P-E-E or um, Dead Horse Revival on Spotify. Or no, on um, SoundCloud. Um, you can find it. <clears throat> we'll we'll try to put the link in the in the bio here. Um, do you think in the future podcast maybe we could interact with go live or something to interact a little bit? I'm dude, just would like to interact a little. Yeah, I think the- that would be a great idea. I love it. Yeah, and we definitely should have Wyatt on again. Thanks, man. Dude, yeah, this you- is fucking awesome. Do you have any one thing you want to tell the world or anything that? Um, not really. No. Yeah. What about maybe like you can change your life and you can get better and. Yeah, I mean, I struggle still to this day with alcohol and with my mental health, and this house has really given me some security and like love and um i'm grateful for it but how long have you been sober nine months i mean dude you got nine months sober like yeah. it is possible it is totally and possible. all you did was follow like your heart and yeah. like a youtube fucking video <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool you know <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely a miracle because i would have been goner yeah and your life is like changing and you're 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 i love wyatt because he's patient and calm and like sometimes we have people come down here and they just like talk and talk and talk and i just like i'll literally just get up and just like i give up yeah you know but yeah he's definitely like a really great guest you know um Mm -hmm. cool until next time everyone yeah thanks